was in his 30s, he was already worth over 350 million. <laughs> his kolel Avrechim receives uh, salaries like doctors Really rough times. Rough times. Tammuz is a very, very tough time. This week. So they tell us, the rabbis. Don't give me my ten million. Let me for a reason. Back. We need to play it smart. They need to think about that. The difference between depression and a bit of depression. You like? No, it's never depression. It's not no, depression. I'm saying. Why is this called the three weeks and not the twenty-one days? Yeah. Welcome to the pod. Um, Eliyahu next to me, maybe it's the Mashiach, please reveal you now. Guys, we have an I announcement. Walked, I walked up. <laughs> nice, nice thumbnail, nice clickbait. <laughs> Last week. Mashiach reveals himself. <laughs> Who is Mashiach this week? Is we found him. <laughs> um, Scammers. We have a little lechaim for the tzaddik. Okay. Yeah, monkey, but we're not promoting their uh, bottle. Okay, so we're not saying what monkeys do. Yeah, we're just Golani. Why didn't do that pop? I love that it does this pop. Doom. They will put it in the after effects, maybe. Doom. Yakov. Yeah, you want to pour for me? You don't like it when I pour for myself? You get offended? It's not politically correct. No, as long as like we said, we already talked about this. If you don't know what we're talking about, just watch our podcast from beginning to the end, because you probably have nothing better to do. Or nothing better to watch. Kids um Yeah, you can listen to us while you do other stuff. Drive in the car, work out, eat pizza, whatever. Yeah. Whatever your hobbies are. Homework. Homework. How do you get your homework? You might get distracted and go into different realms of Hasidut. But anyways, welcome guys. We're sorry we didn't get an episode out uh, last week. I've been uh, going through some spiritual turmoil. But Baruch Hashem, we're back. <laughs> With welcome Lachans. to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Tonight is Kaf Zayn Tammuz. Yes. The 27th of Tammuz. Special day is it today? Tell us. It is the Hilula, the yard site, the day of mem- memorial of 10 years to the passing of a very big tzaddik, Baba Elazar ben Meir ben Israel. It's the Baba Sali's grandson, his son Baba Meir. It's his, it's his son. And on this day, 10 years ago, Baba Elazar was receiving uh, his congregants, and one of them came in and stabbed him. Wow. And killed him. And um, it was very, very crazy. I remember when I got the news, I was in Israel. I barely knew him, but it like broke One of my his heart. congregants? Like actually one of his A guy that had been coming to him for years for Shailot, for like for one-on-ones with him and asking him for advice and brachas and everything. I didn't like his the, advice? What happened? The, apparently, yeah. Apparently, the Baba Lazar told him not to divorce his wife. And um, he couldn't take that. And he came back to see the Rav and he wow. took his life. Um, but yeah, the, Baba Lazar was a, divorced his wife anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> wow. you don't want to listen to the rabbi, just don't listen to the rabbi. We don't know God's wills but and ways. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam, the candle of Hashem is the soul of a Jew. So, light some oil for the tzaddik, say a little and Hashem, 
I'm like being connected to his cousin here in Tzfat and uh, being able to tap into the Bukhatira family. We'll, uh, we'll see Bracha and uh, we just saw his, uh, his uh, son. Yeah, we did. Rav Pinchas. So Lachaim, Lachaim. Very big Talmud Chacham. Huge, huge. Right, look at the gem on this thing. Baruch Hashem, for the Tzadik, brought out the special cups. Lachaim, Lachaim, Bink. Bink. Baruch Adonai. Amen. Yeah, Rabbi Lazar was a huge. Um, I just heard a story on the way here that this woman um, needed help medically. Rabbi Lazar told her to go specifically to a certain hospital and to see a certain doctor in America, even though he never went to this person and never gave her like direct directions where to go and how to how to get to this doctor. She meets the doctor. And uh, she calls Baba Lazar and says, like, thank you, you know, and gets the message to him, thank you, I found the doctor, and he, he's, he found the specialist that can help me, but uh, it's $52,000 surgery. Wow. Wrote a check, sent the money. Ba- no question. Baba? Baba Lazar, yeah. Yeah, the Rebbe yeah. wow. yeah. the sent the money, no questions. Yeah, he was a big, 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 big spreader of tzedakah. He had a lot of money, Baruch Hashem, and... Uh, can I have his number? Well, uh, he can go to uh, Harazetim. <laughs> he's uh, he's the next. Why uh, didn't you tell me actually that his son is the richest rabbi? He's one in of the world. rich one of the richest rabbis in the world. Uh, Rav Pinchas uh, Abu He because Baba Lazar, his father also died before his his, uh, his father Baba Meir, which is the Baba Sali's son, died before the Baba Sali died. He was he, he died shortly. So he and he had a lot of uh, he had a whole camp the whole you know yeshivot and schools and everything he was in ashdod so all that money got passed to baba lazar baba Meir is baba lazar the tzaddik now is his father the baba sali's son baba lazar is baba sali's grandson we're talking about now who 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 is the The, the tzaddik for this candle for tonight his father is baba Meir. ah okay which is the baba sali's son Mm -hmm. and so he was in ashdod and he had like all that all of his money and every all his empire of the torah that he established in the world came to baba lazar Mm -hmm. then baba lazar was killed and it all came to rev pinchas Mm -hmm. so rev pinchas is one of the richest uh, rabbis in the world Uh, 10 years ago when he was in his 30s he was already worth over 350 million so and that's Baruch Hashem grown. He pays his Torah learners, his kolel avrechim, receives uh, salaries like doctors receive. Because people have this twisted, right? Like, how do a person sit learning Torah all day and he gets money for that? Well, if you think it's important, and you want to have the schut and you want to have the merit of someone working for you, and what are the what is their job to to rectify the world and to bring Torah into the world? So then you got to pay them fittingly, and if you can afford to. It's amazing. It's what everyone should be paying for when they learn Torah. I mean, yeah. And they're serious people. guys. You know, it's not guys that are coming in, you know, like us, like me. Like, uh, I walk into Kola whenever yeah, I feel I don't even walk into the Kola. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, one day, Hashem. Yeah, man, I had the crazy two weeks now. I didn't, I barely went to Kola. I like, was barely praying. Really rough times. Rough times. Tammuz is a very, very tough time this week. Uh, you know, yeah, I can weeks. feel we were sick and stuff. Uh, we can feel the dinim. It's an intense time, 17th of Tammuz to Tisha B'Av, three weeks. Um, I heard a very nice word. Why is this called the three weeks and not the 21 days? Yeah. Do you know? No, but that's, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question, right? So uh, there's a rabbi, I forgot his name. 
by Kaplan, I think, was doing a word on this, Rabbi from Canada, when we were there. I saw this video recently, not when I was there. But he was talking about why do you call 21 days, well, not 21 days, one, three weeks. Um, and he gives an example, like, for example, the the Beit HaMikdash and the Beit Knesset have, like, very similar laws. Like, yeah. you cannot, for example, the mal, uh, break down a synagogue for anything, not a mitzvah even, nothing. You cannot break it down unless... You do it, it's a demolition. Meaning, what's a demolition? You break it down to build a bigger synagogue, to do improvements, right? In that case, you're actually allowed to. So the same thing with the Beit Hamikdash. You can break the Beit Hamikdash. So you might think like, oh, like a like Hashem keeps the laws, like we keep the laws, right? Like we keep Shulchan Aruch. Hashem, Hashem keeps the whole Torah. Keeps the yeah. keeps the whole Torah. Like makes all these sense, you know. So, also Hashem cannot break down the sh- his shul, cannot break down his Beit HaMikdash. But again, like, what did he break it down for? Like, the first Beit HaMikdash broke down to build the second one. And the second one, he broke down, demo- demolitioned, I don't know how you say it, demolished, demolished. demolished to make an even bigger, even more beautiful, the third one. Bezat Hashem. Bezat Hashem. So, the thing was, the word was, like, the focus on these is the three weeks. The focus is why Why do you call three weeks? To remember, to keep in mind that whatever happened now, we're in a time of like the, the, the demolition of the Beit HaMikdash. It's not like they came and like they broke it down and that's it. We're not seeing Chaz V'Shalom or Beit HaMikdash again. No, no. We shouldn't be in a state of like sad, mourning or like, oh, our Beit HaMikdash is broken and stuff. And like that's it and like be all depressed. No, no. We should keep in mind these three weeks that it was only demolished for the purpose of having an even bigger and more beautiful Beit HaMikdash from very soon. Amen, It's like Rabbi Akiva, you know, like the famous Rabbi Akiva story, that, the story that they came, the, the Chachamim were standing in Harzitim, and they're looking at the Beit HaMikdash, and they see foxes running through the Beit HaMikdash, mm, no, yeah, and everyone starts crying, and Rabbi Akiva starts laughing. Like, how are you laughing? Yeah. And he says, you know, that <laughs> there's a prophecy that says foxes are going to run through the Beit HaMikdash, and if that prophecy came true, and it's in the Torah, then obviously the good ones are also going to come true. So I'm laughing already. I'm not sad now. I already see that if the, the, the prophecy of destruction, which is the negative one, came true, then even more so the one of the positivity of, of nechama, of consolement, will come through. Positive thinking. That's what a chassid is all about. Yeah. Positive thinking. And this is the three weeks. The three weeks is um, there's different minhagim, uh, there's different customs that us as Jews that we have. Um, taking on different uh, practices of, of mourning. Uh, we have Tikkun Chatzot, which is made here in Tzfat by the Arizal, um, to say every night, Tikkun Rachel, Tikkun Lea, where you um, cry on the destruction of the temple and then you rec- receive a little bit of consolement. It says everybody who cries about Jerusalem, the destruction of Jerusalem, will, will, will merit to see its building and its so, happiness. So we don't do that, Chabad Nikim? Tikkun Chatzot? We don't do Tikkun Chatzot. It says in the Tanya, the Alter Rebbe talks about it, Back in the day, uh, they used to do it, and some some people still do it. Like uh, I know Breslov does it. Yeah, a lot. Uh, some some Sfardi may do it. do it. Some do it, but it's like overall, most people don't. Be- and Tanya explains about it already. Then, like Tanya, I'm ta- Alter Rebbe talking about like a few hundred years ago yeah. already. And back in in time, like t- people would do it. Even the sages would like fast also, a lot of fasting and a lot of tikkun chatzot. But this time, it's a bit of a different generation. I might mix up two things, but the point is like that the sages, when they for, for example, when they do tshuva, 
um, they fasted also. And what is the fasting is actually not part of the actual tshuva. Tshuva is like regretting and like like taking forward what you're gonna like do better. And um, but the fasting would fix things. It would like it's for example like you, you it's like giving a present to Hashem like to be in good terms again with Hashem. Like you break something, like you're sorry about it, but still there are the pieces there. So what do you do? You you buy a new one, right? You buy a new plate for the guy that you broke the new plate for. That's kind of what it's like, right? So the fasting kind of does it. It kind of like repairs kind of the like Hashem already forgave you, but there's you know like you want to bring a present. Yeah, there's a mess. You clean it up exactly. But now, because the generation is like kind of weak and all this stuff, so also we've we're kind of done with the mourning. We've mourned for like two thousand years already. This is the last generation. We're done with mourning. The, the Rebbe was very all about like action. Also, like this is now time for action, not sitting and crying about it and being sad about it. Now, in this time, what do we do instead of fasting? We give tzedakah. It says like yeah, because when you fast, it makes you weak. Because in this generation, we're not so strong as back then. And when you, you fast, you could like not concentrate as much as on the Torah. You like become tired. You go to sleep. So your tefillah is not. You're as fasting, strong. but then um, you become a zombie. You're not actually exactly. active. They used to fast and, and learn Torah and still pray be on fire. and still be exactly. on fire. If yeah. you could do that, great, right? I mean, that's awesome yeah. if you can do both. But most people can't. But uh, yeah. So now we do give tzedakah and uh, there's certain amounts you can give if you did tshuva, if you need to do tshuva on something, there's like calculations for Which it. Which we all should be doing tshuva in these days, especially yeah. now, Tammuz, uh, and then Av comes. Right? Give uh, extra amounts of tzedakah if you can, when you ever, someone asks yeah. you, don't, halacha, you cannot turn away a person when they've asked you tzedakah, you have to give, or you have to at least give a bracha if you don't have anything to give. Smile. Smile, it's, it's a big thing. Anyway, you should always smile. Yeah, it's very, very like the the whole uh, this idea of benamitzarim, which is what it's called in Hebrew, like between the straits, between the narrows, between the the hard parts, um, which is you know the breaking of the walls on the seventeenth of Tammuz and the ultimate setting on fire of the of the Beit Hamikdash on the ninth of Av. Um, they actually broke into the Beit Hamikdash before that, already, but they did they set it on fire on the ninth. Um, so in between these two hardships, which historically is a lot of disgusting and hard terrible things have happened to the jews specifically between these three these three weeks yeah um but it comes from a pasuk that it's in echa in uh, lamentations yeah, yeah very good. lamentations echa, um that it says uh all of her chasers all of her predators will will get her will capture her between the between the strings so classically, the rabbis explain what does this mean that like any of our enemies they want to get us. These are the three weeks. Mm. So they tell us the don't rabbis tell them that. <laughs> hopefully, well, they're not watching our podcast anyway. <laughs> some, some, but uh, not enemies. Hopefully, and if they are, like the Nazi that was, and send us a message, we zat Hashem, they'll get it. Flip them. Exactly, hopefully. exactly. We have that power. Nafochu, Nafochu. Wow. That's Did you tell them already about this Lachaim? But uh, the, the, the neo-Nazi that uh, sent you... A yeah, the neo-Nazi sent us a message because of a Purim video that we put out. It's called The Purim Conspiracy. You can check it out. It's in our playlist of the clips. And he said that his whole life he's been with prejudice against Jews. And that video made him uh, change his mind, which is crazy. We have... Uh, it's pretty awesome. We have priests listening to us. We have uh, all different types of walks of, uh, of the earth listening to us. A person that listened to our last episode with... Uh, with uh, two episodes ago, sorry, with 
Chassidus for, for Chillers mm-hmm. with Rabbi Alter said he's I'm making Aliyah I want to come to Tzfat because of the show partially wow. but I want to know if can I get a kosher phone with WhatsApp because I, wa- <laughs> I watched the episode with Rabbi Alter and I want to have a kosher phone wow. when I come to Israel but I need WhatsApp to talk to my family because I'm making Aliyah so and YouTube, watch us. What is this? <laughs> no, that you can watch us. By the way, if you know oh, anybody yeah, you that doesn't Spotify go on YouTube, no. Heroes. If you know anybody that doesn't go on YouTube, you can go to six one three tube, Tariag tube, six one three tube, like six hundred thirteen mitzvot, and it's a filtered YouTube site, and we show up there. So if you know anybody that oh, doesn't, that's nice. Anyways, I'm glad that we qualify. Yeah, to Baruch be Hashem. on there, you know, with all the the jokes and all the nonsense. It's all good, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, these these weeks are the times that like. You know, we shouldn't be going, if we have a court case with a non-Jew, we should try to push it off until mm-hmm. after Tisha B'Av. A lot yeah, of different things. Hand, yeah, exactly. It's the Rasha Sham Sacheket Lord, the time that it's playing for them. And, but now there's, it's not now, it's it's already a, a Torah that's been for a while, but it's a amazing Chidush. I don't know if it comes from Chassidut or not, but it says, uh, Rav Yitzchak's been saying it a lot, and I saw, I saw Rav Biederman say, Kol Rodfei Ya Yasigu Ben Amitzarim. Anybody... That's not chasing after her, meaning Amisel. Whoever is chasing after Ka, after Yud He, after Hashem. If you want to really get Hashem, you find Him now between these three weeks. Because what is the whole Inyan of crying? I get what the, the Balatanya is saying about the whole Inyan of us being weaker. This is for sure one of those times that the Chazal said already that this is, a, right? I'm not saying not with the Balatanya, but what, what's the Inyan of crying on the temple? The Inyan of crying on the temple is that you're crying for the Shechina that is now separated from from its place and separated from Hashem. Shechina is the, the feminine aspect of Hashem. When we cry, think about a family dynamic. If a little kid is crying because his mom is missing, his mom's not home, his mom can't come home, the father can't come home, the mother and the father can't be together. They want to be together, but there's just such a situation that they can't be together. And the kid cries, but because of that kid's cries, the parents make extra effort to come back together, and then they're reunified and they stay together. So that's the whole Indian that we, we're trying to get, like Hashem... We want you back home. We want your house to be up. We want the Shechina and you to be together. Mm-hmm. We want the two to be together, the masculine and the feminine aspect. And we're crying so much that we wonder. It's not like, you know, like, oh, I'm crying, I'm depressed. It's like, I'm longing for this Yichud. I'm longing for this unification together. So anyone who's chasing after Hashem, when's the time that you can get Hashem? Now in these three weeks. And it's amazing that it leads into the Av, and an Elul that the Melech, Basade, the mm. king comes into the field. Like, yeah. you know, he's already coming back to a chinah that's so much closer in Tishrei. Mm. It's amazing. It's, uh, For sure, like also Chabad, like we set a time of self-reflection, and like on everything. Also, you need to have in mind that we don't have the Beit Hamikdash. It always is there. Obviously, like there's not the simcha is not complete. And if your minhag is to cry, and cry, you know. No, there's different machanot. That's what I'm saying. It's all good what the Balatan is saying. I'm just saying the, the Indian. Yeah. Is, um, also, there was a beautiful sicha by the Rebbe. I learned a while ago. And um, it's about when Benjamin and Yosef meet. Yeah. And they cry on each other's shoulder. They cry for each other. Well, what does it mean to cry for each other? So Yosef cries for Benjamin because he sees in the future a prophecy that the uh, Shiloh in his area... Is that what Jerusalem, Yerushalayim. Yeah, in Yerushalayim, right. Is being destroyed, so he cries for him. And then, Benjamin cries for Yosef because he sees the the same thing happening in his area when it, the, the thing was still moving, right? Yeah. So they cry for each other. 
Now Yaakov, when he met uh, Yosef, Yosef cried on on Yaakov's shoulder. But Yaakov, what did he do? He said, "Shema Israel." So why didn't he cry? So for Yosef and Benjamin, they cried because it wasn't for themselves; it was for someone else. Yaakov, they're both his sons. Like both the Beit Hamikdashim are in his territory, in his place, in Yaakov's Israel. place. Israel, he's all of it, right? So he doesn't cry. What does it mean? Was he doing Shmaisel? He was doing a tikkun. He was trying to to fix it. So the the, the basic point of the the sicha was really beautiful. Like when your friend is going through a hard time, rough time, what you, sometimes there's nothing you can do. It's like they have to fix it, right? They have to fix it with their wife. They have to fix it. They have to go find it. You cannot really fix it for them. So all you can do is really be there for them, be empathy, be em- empathetic, and cry with them. But when it happens to you. Don't sit there and cry. Stand up and do something, you know, like take Make some action. And I really like the Rebbe Stanza, like this like perspective on it, you know, because there's many <coughs> different perspectives. <laughs> but I really connect to this, like stand up and do something. This is like the time he, he said, um, I don't know when it was. I think it was like a year or two years. Just the last year, I think he said it. Like, it's like, now it's up to you guys. Like, I've done my part <laughs> and now it's up to you. Like... The Rebbe, I might be the Rebbe, but you can't rely on me now. You have to do it yourself. Like if a Mashiach, I think maybe we were talking about it with, with uh, Shama even. Like if it was up to the Tzadikim, it would have been over. It would have been so easy, you know, right? So it's uh, we need to really put in work. Like it's not going to come just by doing nothing. And we, we should do the Avodah. We should, we should cry. We should, we should we like do mitzvahs. We're, we're we should learn Torah. After, though, you know? want it. We need uh, yeah. that, that desire of really wanting... We need to know what it is to have a Beit HaMikdash. We need to know what it is to have that Shefa coming down yeah. to the world. And you today's know? Tanya talks actually about like, how do you like really do Tshuva Ila'ah, high level Tshuva. It's uh, by, what was it again? Basically it was talking that to meditate upon the greatness of Shem. By meditating on the greatness of Shem, this is how you really like start to get into like that wanting, first of all. Yeah. Because we're so stuck in this clip. I, I'm getting it. I don't really exam- remember the t- full exact Tanya, but basically, like, we're so stuck in this world. We're, like, in the so low, chill, low level. In the matrix. Yeah, man. I, f- I feel sometimes like I'm in the matrix. It's like pff, this and that happening and so distracting. You want All you want to really do is spray all day, but, like, you can't. You, you can't pray today. You, c- you can't just sit down and learn Torah because there's so many distractions. The computer, the phone, the family. This thing happened. That thing happened. Then, then a building collapsed, you know, like so many Jews are were stuck there. It was crazy what happened in Florida. Like there's yeah. always so many things going on. Like, oh, where is God? But God is here. You know, in the Dafayomi <laughs> of that, <laughs> the Dafayomi of the week that the Surfside building fell, the da- in the Dafayomi during that week, it talked about what happens if a building falls and there's Jews inside on Shabbat. <sighs> what did it say? That you have to break Shabbat in order to mm. go live. No matter, even if, whether the, you think they're alive or not, you have to break Shabbat in order to try to get them out. Oh, yeah, and it was sure. during the Dafayomi, Daf during the week that a building falls down with wow. a majority of Jewish people inside of it. Scary. Everything, Scary the Torah the is alive. Doors. The Torah is alive. It's, it's alive. Time. It's not just a book with some, you know, someone asked me in the store today, we were talking and everything. She says, you can't just leave like your head alone from Torah for one second just to do a business deal. I was like, no, 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 what do you mean? I'm doing the d- business deal fine. You're buying this. You're leaving with this bottle. You're happy. And you got Torah. What's your problem? So she says, yeah, but like your head's always in it all day long, all day long. She's like, but you, you, have, to wor- you have to focus on Panasai. I said, why? What's my Panasai for? Why do I need this money? 
Torah. I need Torah. I need connection you need to Hashem. for Torah. Exactly. And you need Torah for Panasa. <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> I'm doing my job, and you're getting Torah, mm-hmm. and everybody's happy. So like, yeah. I don't have to stop it. It's not that like, there's Torah, and then there's work. No, yeah. there's life, and life is... Gashmiut and Ruchaniut together, which is all Ruchaniut. Yeah. It's all Hashem. That's that's the mistakes the the Malaglim made, right? Like they say, okay, they didn't want to go in, but part of them, like they, what, did, why didn't they want to go in? They say that the fruits were big. Okay, big deal, right? Who cares about big fruits? <laughs> but uh, they really didn't want to go in because they knew if they would go in, they would have to start dealing with Gashmiut, with physicality, and yeah. they didn't get it because they were so long and stuck in the in a dry desert. <laughs> That they were like they were completely like used to desert life. Miracles, like only, miracles, only miracles. Food comes to them from the sky. They have like this great spiritual life, and now they're gonna have to work the land. How are they gonna figure out spirituality? They were gonna were afraid they were gonna lose spirituality, and become totally lost in the physicality. But the whole point of this world is to mix both. Yeah, it's uh, Rav Shlomo Katz has an amazing shir about this Bab uh, Midbar. It's a Bami Dbar Shur, Parashat Shavuar for Shlomo Katz's YouTube channel from like two or three years ago. Amazing. It talks like which was the generation of darkness and which was the generation of light. The one that left me time or the one that went into Israel? Which one was the one of light and which one was the one of darkness? Right? On the one hand, the one of the, the generation that left Mitzrayim had Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron, Miriam, mm-hmm. the well, clouds. And food and man and everything that they need. The insane Torah, Torah. They can see everything. They're not even walking. Their clothes are growing with them. Everything. Is that light or is that darkness? Literally heaven on earth. And then the other generation, they have to come into a brand new land, conquer it, kill seven different nations, get them out of the land, establish a country, build up farms, separate land, everything. They get to eat Israeli shawarma. And Golani whiskey. So yeah, it's a crazy, crazy Hasidic uh, class that the Rav Shlomo gives, and it's uh, in the end there's day out to here, there's day out to there, but it's uh, I re- highly recommend that shirt. It's, uh, in the end of the day, the real light we know is you know it's, it's from in the, the bottom. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's down it's, there in the bottom. Yeah. It's in the bottom in the hardship in the what does Rabbi Shimon say? You know the 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 three good gifts that that Hashem gave to Amisal, and all of them are required by hardship. Torah, Eretz Yisrael, and Olam Abba. They're all very hard to get. You go through a lot of hardship to get them, but they're the best things in the world. It's really worth it. Torah, Torah, the land of Israel. Living in Israel is not easy. (laughs) Not at all. But it's totally, I wouldn't want to live anywhere in the world for no money in the world. I mean, maybe, but (laughs) maybe 10 million. Who knows? 100 million. No, it's not worth it. No, no, just just to travel and I come back. Like, I'll live there for a day in a hotel. Exactly. I'm in a hotel. Give me my 10 We're million. Let me for come a reason. Back. We need to play it smart. They need to think about that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm more than happy in it. So I wouldn't. I couldn't. I really could not imagine living anywhere else. Um, especially now as well. Currently within Israel, I'm very happy in Sfat as well. Like, I'm. I'm. I'm completely a different person. And it's not that I've uh, changed so much as that, like I'm bringing out more than what I had inside of me to the outside, and like taking out a lot of more different Torahs and bringing them inside. You know, it, it, I'm very happy here, man. Where where do I have to look for in America? That's it. So you need Sfat to calm down. You're like so on fire. You need the yeah. You need the wind and the earth and the shh and the quiet. <laughs> Go back to your shalom and get on fire. <laughs> Uh, we're very blessed, man. We're blessed. And yeah. But uh, 
in the end of the day, I have a very, very strong connection to Yerushalayim, and this time is always a very hard time for me. Yeah. This Tisha B'Av is, is like, you know, like... This is the time we lost Yerushalayim. 100%. The worst things, the worst things. The worst things happened also on Av. All, all the things, right? Like, not just... These three weeks, yeah. yeah the worst it gets is closer to Tisha B'Av, which is like the black day, and to the point where you don't even learn Torah on Tisha B'Av. Yeah. It's Isul. There's the rabbis prohibited learning Torah Besides on... Eicha. Yeah, Eicha and things that have to do with destruction. Yeah. Why? Because it says, Pikudei Hashem Yisharim Mesamchei Lev. The commandments of Hashem are... are make you happy. Are, make you happy, yeah. They, they, they make the people with a straight heart happy. So, look at look, so how, how much the rabbis look into it. The Torah, even though the whole entire world depends on Torah, on that day... You lose the Beit HaMikdash, Hashem's house is destroyed. So. Moshe Rabbeinu broke the, the Luchot on the 17th of, no, on 17th of uh, ah. Tammuz. That these, these, these three but weeks the, is crazy the, times. Also the Meraglim, the, the agent that went into Israel, also Tisha B'Av. Yeah. Uh, many, it was, it's said to be a dark day, so uh, don't go out. I mean, go out to Shul, but uh, don't it's go a, out to party. Show, Believe yeah. me, it's not a good time. <laughs> to Shul, that's it. To go to, it's literally like... Uh, Last this year, last year I was at Rav and it was like I, d I did an IGTV. I just put like live, I like a live Instagram, mm -hmm. and I started reading all the keynote, all like the different uh, you know songs and and the uh, different poems talking about uh, what happened, lamentations, and I was crying my eyes out. Like it's Yushalayim is Yushalayim is the heart for me. It's really my heart. It's like it's, it's also, hard to it's read. It's also those important things. don't you not to get too depressed. No, and Tisha B'Av is a day like that. And then from Mincha, you start with Nachamu. You start with all the consolement. You get the Aliyah. You start to come Be back. Be bitter. Like bitter, like it's, it's explains also in time. Like, it's the difference between depression and bitter. Depression, you like... No, it's never depression. It's no, not depression. I'm saying to the people also, not necessarily only to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, not. It's a crying of longing. Yeah. I, 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 it's how? a bitterness. It's a bitterness. Like, oh, I don't have the bitter mitash. It's so sour in the mouth. It's like, oh. Yeah, I wish. Oh. And then you also, Bichlad, you read there, you read the stories like that were written... You know, weeks after all this happened, of how Jewish mothers having to eat their babies, and you have to read these, you read these things, and it's like, what it even happened? Get ketchup. I'm just kidding. Oh God forbid. <laughs> but uh, you know, like, uh, what was going I'm on? Like, it's uh, terrible. It's terrible. I always have to make jokes. <laughs> it's time for everything, like Avidan said. <laughs> but yeah, Baruch Hashem. Then we have Chasidu that comes and tells us, no, Tammuz is the month of Geula. And uh, Av, the Mashiach, was born in Tisha B'Av, which, well, that's Chazal, but, you know, it's all idea. From the destruction, there already starts the Tikvah, the, the build-up afterwards, right? So, yeah, the temple was destroyed in Tisha B'Av, but that only opened the door for Mashiach to be born on that day, because if you already hit the bottom now, you only can go back up. Exactly. So, we're coming back up. And we're strong. very close, guys. We're very, very close. Mashiach is right on the doorstep. He's right here. <laughs> no, I'm Eliyahu. <laughs> he's, he's bringing him. Come Today on. I walked to... Bring him already. I walked to Rav Torjman. I thought we had a class. In the end, it was canceled. But I walked to his door. And as I get to his door, he's like, Eliyahu Anavi. He didn't see me. Oh, and then wow. he turns around. He's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's funny, uh, funny connections with that name. Taking advantage of it. Listen, the name you have, it's, it means a lot. I mean, it's, it says a lot about the person. It's, uh, it's not stamps, not a coincidence. It's uh, you're connected to that person. May we bring uh, good news. That's it. Yeah, just bring good show. news. That's all we want. Yeah. So it's a If you like this, like.
share it with a friend. They want to learn something about Tisha B'Av. Um, yeah, subscribe, ring the bell to get notifications. More episodes are coming. And a very important week. thing, very important thing. It says we have two times in the year that we say, right, from the time Adar starts, we increase our happiness. Mm. And from the time that uh, Av starts, we lower our happiness. But we have to understand that we have to lower our simcha. It doesn't mean we're not besimcha. It doesn't mean we're not happy. We just have to tone it down. We don't dance. Right. We don't listen to music so much. We don't do the, we But always we're to always going to be happy. Exactly. Life so is always show. good. God has a plan. Just hang on. And your plan should be to subscribe. Chayim. Welcome to the